Hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the April 13th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. As always, today's show is brought to you by Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. You can find any past episode of Local Matters at my website, and that is Janice allenjackson.weebly.com there at the Local Matters tab. In case you are following Local Matters for election coverage, uh, that is the best reason to join us and to go back and watch some previous episodes. Last week, I had candidates for the Augusta Commission District 6 race. The week prior, I had candidates for the Augusta Commission District 2 race. So if you need to catch up with those, please go, please go to my website to do so. Today, I have candidates for two separate races. Uh, first, we will hear from candidates for the Super District 10 Commission seat on the Augusta Commission. And then later on in the program, we will hear candidates for the State House of Representatives District 132 seat. But before we get started with that, I want to share with you some information about two upcoming candidate forums that I am a part of. These candidate forums are being brought to you by a group of organizations that is referring to themselves as the Partnership for the People. The Partnership for the People includes the Augusta branch of the NAACP, the National Council of Negro Women, CSRA section, Phi Chi chapter of the Chi Eta Phi nursing sorority, the National Panhellenic Council of Augusta, and the Augusta Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. The first of those forums takes place on Saturday, April 23rd, 10 a.m. at A.R. Johnson Magnet School on Laney Walker Boulevard. At that forum, we'll bring in all of the commission candidates to respond to questions that the group has put together for them to respond to. And on the next Saturday, April 30th, we'll have candidates for the office of mayor, uh, all of the judicial races, state court, magistrate court, and um, superior court. And we'll also have the state representative candidates, District 132 as well. So please mark your calendars. Both of those are in-person events. Again, April 23rd, 10 a.m., April 30th, 10 a.m. at A.R. Johnson. So now let's talk about what we have today. Uh, we have candidates for the Super District 10 race. Just so you know, Augusta Commission Super District 10 actually is comprised of four commission districts. That is District 3, 6, 7, and 8, roughly half the county. And all of those come together under the banner of Super District 10, which is by definition half of the county. Uh, the incumbent in that race is John Clark. Uh, John Clark had actually accepted our invitation to be here, but unfortunately he had some extenuating circumstances. So he's not with us today, uh, but wanted to acknowledge the fact that he has accepted. We also have Robert Cooks and Wayne Guilfoyle. So without further ado, we'll have you listen to those candidates. 
Local Matters family, we are pleased to have Robert Cooks with us. He is a candidate for the Super District 10 seat on the Augusta Commission. How are you doing today, Mr. Cooks? I'm doing great. How are you? I am great as well. Hey, please tell the registered voters of District 10 why it is that you chose to run for this seat. I'm a 22-year resident of Augusta, Richmond County, and I've been involved with uh, Augusta government and Augusta politics since the day I showed up in Augusta. And currently, I'm hearing a lot of distrust and dissatisfaction by the voters of being considered second-class citizens. District 3, District 6, District 7, and District 8 um, are very different parts of the city. Um, and the folks that I know who've, who've asked me to actually get involved with this race um, feel like they have been considered less than a lack, a lack of priority provided to their needs in their area of the community. And when that resonated with me, I decided that I want to be that voice for those people. I want to be able to step in and provide the leadership and service to the needs of the community and not just for a few. The reality is that District 10 covers a lot of South Augusta, portions of, of, of Washington Road and Jimmy Dias Parkway corridor. And the reality is we must consider all of Augusta as we make decisions and plan to make an impact for this community's long-term future. And as I, as I campaign through the community, everybody's happy to see that there's somebody who wants to address their concerns and their needs as a part of the overall plan for Augusta. What you consider to be your most significant accomplishment in your public life? Well, the ability the ability to put people first. Um, I've presided over the planning commission on two separate occasions elected by my peers, and we've had some very contentious cases come before us. Um, examples are um, uh, Valor Station, which was in Green Meadows neighborhood. And what I heard from those people that live there and the constituents in that district are nobody's considering how things affect them. Nobody's considering their long-term care, safety, and or their, their valuation of their neighborhood. And I took a hard line on that particular case because if you don't talk to the community and consider their, their issues when you're making land planning decisions, you could be making a mistake. And if you've got homeowners that have presided and lived in those neighborhoods for 20, 30, 40 years, and they're at the time where they're retiring, they want to feel stable, taken care of, and concerned. And I, in my mind, you put the people first. Is there a need for Valor Station? Absolutely. Is it a need for where they wanted to put it? I disagree. The community surrounding that area, quite frankly, felt unstable, felt neglected. It's a mixed neighborhood, both racially, economically, and they needed to be put first in that decision. 
and to steamroll a neighborhood and not have a concise plan to start the conversation two years before to get buy-in from them and try to manage the process prior to just trying to drop a development behind their neighborhood, I think is a wrong strategy. And I think that's one of my biggest accomplishments. And there are others like that. Most recently, the Bonaire, we, we voted to stop their expansion at the Bonaire because the Bonaire is, is, a, is a cash cow that takes money out of our community, but doesn't put it back into the asset. And the owners of that property currently, they say they're making improvements, but I live two blocks from there and I don't see any improvements. The same issues are still happening and the same problems are still happening. And I'm glad that I took the hard line to stick with the community on supporting whether or not the zoning would be changed. Okay. And our final question, we just have a few seconds. Our final question is, if you are elected to the seat, what would be your first priority? My first priority to get a full understanding of, of the long range plan for the city which would include making sure that we look at what the needs are of all of the districts of the city. Our community has different needs throughout. South side needs infrastructure, west side needs um, crime prevention and infrastructure improvements. West side needs better planning and better land use planning. And the north side, which is Washington Road corridor, needs to address the homeless issue. So the, in my campaign, I found out there's five priorities that everybody's talking about and just that the districts are layering them as lower and higher priorities throughout the process. And my plan would be to address, try to address all of those needs at the same time and make them a priority for each district throughout since the 10th district is half of the city. All right, thank you so much for being a guest on Local Matters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And on May 24th, vote Robert Cooks. Local Matters family, uh, the next candidate we have for Augusta Commission District 10 is Wayne Guilfoyle. Uh, he's a former commissioner representing District 8, and I had the pleasure of working with him for several years during that time. How you doing today, Mr. Guilfoyle? I'm doing good, Miss Jackson. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, and having said that, please let the registered voters in District 10 know why you decided to make a run to get back on the Augusta Commission. Well, when the incumbent ran four years ago, he actually stated that he was only going to run one term. And about a year and a half ago, I decided to go ahead and run for that seat. Um, I couldn't go to a restaurant or to any kind of public without people asking me when I'm going to get back in. And, um, the truth is, being on that commission, uh, you, you know it as well as I do, it's about building relationships and trust with each other. That's the only way that you could get anything done on that commission is make sure that you have your support of your colleagues to get things, uh, one, addressed and the agenda passed through. Um, without that, you, you are lined up sitting up on that floor. Okay. And uh, if you think back on your time on the commission uh, previously and any other of your public endeavors, uh, tell us what you think is your biggest accomplishment. Well, probably the biggest accomplishment, number one, is able to serve the people. Um, 
being on the serving district eight as the commissioner and, you know, actually went above and beyond on that capacity. And then if you look at what we had to do as working as a team with the commissioners, we was able to get a lot accomplished. And the biggest issue, uh, probably the biggest issue that we had passed was um, it was on behalf of Governor Nathan Deal at the time about cyber command. And it actually took you, the administrator, the finance team with me being the finance chair, we had to come up with $16 million. And we didn't have that just sitting aside and we did not want to pull it out of the reserve. So we had to put our heads together. And that was probably the biggest impact for Augusta as far as job creation outside of the Starbucks, which happened on our watch. Um, and so if you see, it's still it's a residual to this day where we are shortage of houses. Houses are being built and we still have people coming into the area to work for Cyber Command, and it actually put a statement for Fort Gordon. We've always worried about in the past about Fort Gordon being on the chopping block. Well, with Cyber Command here, we know it's going to be here for a long time. All right. And uh, finally, uh, uh, one last question, and then we may have a little extra time. Um, that last question being, if you are successful in winning the District 10 seat, tell me what your highest priority will be. Well, one is first build coalition with the new commissioners that's on the floor. And we have an issue that's going to be coming up in 2024, which should have never happened, but it, it did. Um, we had the one-time federal relief money. And it's going to, in two years, it's going to give us a $10 million hole in our budget. And that's the last thing that we need to do is wait for two years to try to decide how to, one, to come up with the money, and two, how to react to the deficit at that moment. And now is the time to be proactive. Let's go ahead and plan ahead. Let's find ways of saving money. Let's try to find ways of making money as well. One good way of making money, Augusta Richmond County has a lot of raw land. And I was actually speaking with a um, fellow business friend of mine last week, and he was talking about all the um, timber that we have on our properties. And that would generate, it won't generate $10 million, but at least generate some to get started. But you got to think outside the box. You got to have um, people that's knowledge on how to find ways of saving or how to, you know, come up with the solution to the problem now, not when it hits us in the face. All right. And finally, we got uh, another minute or so left. Please uh, share with the audience anything else you would like the registered voters in uh, District 10 and Augusta generally to know about you. Well, as I have served in the past, I, as a business owner, I bring the responsibility of over 30 years and with the leadership that's been on the commission for the past eight years. I believe I have served the people well. Um, we're going to have to focus on getting back to the basics. Our infrastructure is decaying right before us. Our streets are filled with potholes, and we got to get away from these failed programs and focus on the needs of the people instead of us relying on the people to pay for our wants. Um, I think our wants far exceeds our needs within our government, and we just got to get back to the basics. I don't want to get to the point where we was back in '96 where the county had to pull the city out of the um, 
debt. Um, there's nobody to pull the county out of the debt at this moment. So now's the time to focus. Let's address the issue. That's going to be the elephant in the room for me. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining the Local Matters family. Hey, Miss Janet, I appreciate and appreciate your time. And now we'll switch gears to the Georgia State House of Representatives. The incumbent in this district is Representative Brian Prince. He has one Democratic challenger, and that is Tracy Acre George. Please listen to these candidates and see what their priorities would be if they are successful in winning the election on May 24th. Today, Local Matters family, we are very pleased to have State Representative Brian Prince with us. How are you doing today, Representative Prince? Hey, Janet, thanks for having me. I am doing better than I deserve, okay? Better than I deserve. I've been running around uh, back in Augusta now, but uh, God is good and uh, we're doing great. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, you are the incumbent seeking re-election. So please tell us why you decided to run for re-election. <laughs> well, uh, why did I decide to run for re-election? Well, uh, because uh, I enjoy what I do. Uh, being a state legislator gives me a great opportunity to continue to do a lot of things that I like doing, particularly to help others. I mean, it puts me in a position where I can help local government on state matters, but also more the constituents. And not so much just the constituents of my district, but just the constituents who know me uh, in and around the CSRA. You know, everybody, I mean... Most folks will tell you if you need something done or if they know me, to call me, whether they're in my district or not. So I get a pleasure out of uh, trying to do the best I can to introduce folks to other folks who can help them in whatever they need to do. All right, great. And during the time that you've been in office, um, can you please tell us what you consider to be your most important accomplishments? Well, again, most important, uh, like I said, I've been doing this about nine years. so. Uh, there are a lot of things that have happened. And again, nobody but God and uh, the help of others that I've been able to sort of been a mediator for those things. Uh, I guess the, I guess the most significant, when I first ran, you know, I ran on a couple of things is basically trying to integrate Fort Gordon uh, more into the CSRA. We have the cyber center now uh, since I've been in office. Uh, that was one of the major things that uh, we had a role in. But uh, just recently, last, uh, I think last session, uh, we got about, uh, well, I was able to help procure about a million dollars for this uh, veteran cemetery that we're trying to build in and around the Augusta area. So a million dollars uh, in the budget and uh, a Democrat doing something like that is sort of unheard of. Uh, but again, I've been blessed to be around good people who found favor in me. So I would think that was one of the major accomplishments, getting getting the funds for that right now. Okay, uh, thank you for that. And uh, my last question is, uh, tell us if you are successful in going back to Atlanta, uh, please tell us what will uh, some of your priorities be uh, as you approach the next term? Well, i tell you, Janet, uh, good question. I see my priorities, they usually are set by my constituents, <laughs> whatever help they need. They sort of give me ideas. Prince doesn't come up with any good ideas for legislation and things like that. They usually come from folks 
on the ground who have issues or can see ways to make an improvement, not just in the CSRA, but across the state. So I'm always looking for good ideas to uh, for good legislation. And if there's some bad legislation that's out there, hey, maybe we need to revoke that. So I'm always looking for those types of things. But this year, uh, well, excuse me, the coming year, hopefully, you know, God willing, we'll have a, a new governor and uh, hopefully we can do something that the Democrats of all, we're still trying to do, and that's expand Medicaid across the state of Georgia. So that would be, uh, you know, if we have a new governor, I think that would be her priority. And uh, we've been working it, but uh, hopefully we have someone who can execute it for us. Excellent. We've got a couple of more minutes. Um, please tell me, is there anything else that you want to share with the registered voters of what is now District 132? I think at the time you ran for it on last term, it was a different number. Now, what was the number? That is correct. It was one uh, House District 127, but it still covered parts of uh, Jefferson County and parts of Richmond County. The blessing is one uh, House District 132, which after redistricting is now named, uh, it's basically extended to all of Jefferson County. Uh, the good thing about that is, hey, as I said before, I serve the people and uh, all of Jefferson County, the people from Watley, Bartow, uh, Louisville, Ransom, you know, I still visit those schools, read to the students, help the football team. Like, so it's, uh, it's gonna be a blessing for me in the fact that I already know the people in that area, Richmond County, born and raised here. So I know a lot of the folks here. So. The district lines did change. However, uh, serving people is serving people to me. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest on Local Matters. Well, listen, thank you for having me and congratulations on your show. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sure it's going to have, it's having an impact and uh, just thank you for staying in there and around the Augusta area and not just staying here, but also, you know, making an impact. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Okay. We are so happy today that Tracy George, who is a candidate for Georgia State Representative District 132, has joined the Local Matters family. How are you doing today, Ms. George? I am doing wonderful, and I thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity and space and time to be here on Local Matters. I, um, I enjoy talking to you. And now this time as a candidate, something new, yay. <laughs> Thank you. And as a candidate, please tell the voters of District 132 why you chose to run for this seat. So as a voting rights champion and educator and advocate, a um, mobilizer of voters, I, I really wanted to take the chance to offer myself up as the change agent and not rely on someone else to do it for me. As I was really important or important or involved in um, getting out the vote with several important rallies and, and events, I would call on my representatives and they weren't responding. And I was like, time out for this mess. If they're not responding to me and I am this mover and shaker in the, in the community lo and behold, what they're doing for other constituents. And it's time out. Our community needs and deserves so much more. And here I am to be that change agent, to just let's, let's push the narrative. 
and also to be inspiring to other people that you can do this. Running for office sometimes presents itself as this thing that's just far reaching and not able, you know, like, no, you can't, you can't do that to run for office, but I'm proving that you can place your name on that ballot and then contend for someone's seat and then hopefully become the, in my case, representative for the community. And as you discussed that, um, can you talk a little bit about your public life and um, your most significant accomplishment? Yeah, so I, I rely heavily on my heritage and the legacy coming from my family. Um, I am excited my name will be on the ballot holding my grandmother's name, Acre. Yet I believe in moving and pushing that narrative forward of the work that she did in this Augusta, Georgia community. I am now taking up the stake. I got into this because my son at the age of four said he wanted to be president of the United States. We were living in Alaska. So I went out and became a national delegate with the Democratic Party. Um, I had other tragedies in life and I've had to triumph over those. And I became a national delegate again in 2020. And that's, that's not easy to do to become a national delegate with the Democratic Party. I did so the first time, like I said, in Alaska. And in 2020, it was right here in Georgia. So I've held it from literally sea to shining sea of our nation of being a national delegate and seeing the issues are quite common from those two different states as they are so drastically different within themselves. The issues of the common man are really, really the same. Thank you. And finally, if you are successful in winning this seat, tell us what your first priority will be. My platform and, and the messaging that I'm running with this campaign is to be a fresh, visible voice for the people to bring the house home. My first thing right off the bat, and we've already started, anyone can go to www tracygeorge.com and go ahead and sign up for the newsletter. That already has not been done in this district. I want to be accessible to the constituent. Am I promising that you're going to get a telephone call back that very same day? I can't do that. But yet you will be heard. You will be listened to. Yes, there'll be town halls. Yes, there's going to be the newsletter. Um, if you also look at my social media platform, we have nearly 1,000 people who have already started following this campaign. That excites me, yet I want to ensure, excuse me, ensure that those persons are being represented from the district. So I'm asking if you live in this West Augusta, South Augusta, out to Jefferson County neighborhood of the districts, please, please connect with me so that we can really bring the house home for Georgia District 132. All right, we just got a couple seconds left. Is there anything else you wanna share with the registered voters? Again, I thank you all for hearing from me. This is my first shot at placing my name on the ballot. Yet I promise you and guarantee that it will not be my last moment of serving you as I am very passionate that things must 
change. We cannot allow things just to stay the same. So I present to you Tracy George, Georgia State Representative, District 132. It's a new district and we need new representation. Thank you. I hope that you have found all of these candidates very informative and that you've learned uh, some things that will help you when you have to make your decisions about who you're going to vote for in both the Super District 10 races, race, as well as the uh, State House of Representatives District 132. So please stay with us next week. Uh, we will get into the judicial races next week. I have invited all of our candidates, that is four candidates for the Superior Court judge races. Uh, as you may recall, this is the first election for Superior Court judges on the newly created Augusta Circuit. So uh, this is a historic moment for us because we'll get a chance to elect judges to that new circuit for the very first time. Thanks so much for being a part of the Local Matters family and be blessed. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.